and I'm still waiting Perfect picture, I'm still painting Going strong, but I'm still fainting Hi guys, welcome back to Real Tired I have Rachel here and to talk about her business and I want Rachel to to tell her to tell you guys about herself really quickly. Hey Rachel. Hiya, good afternoon. Um, so yes, my name's Rachel. I am a student foremost, but I'm also an entrepreneur. So the store which I own is called Amanthus Stationery and it is an online store specializing in planners, bookmarks and other forms of stationery and office supplies. Um, I've been running it since July 2018. So it's been about two and a half years now um, and I really enjoy it. It's been something which grew out of a passion for me. So I've always loved stationery and I think it sort of went with my entrepreneurial spirit a bit to start my store. Um, I didn't expect it to get this far, most definitely not, but um, it's continued to grow. I released one of like my flagship products over the summer in 2020, which was a master mindset diary. And yeah, I guess that's a short overview of my store. Yeah, the way I was introduced to her store was actually through my freshers at university as she made a list like of things you should bring to university, which is very, very useful for me when I was shopping for things to take to university. So that's how I was introduced to it. And what fascinated me about it was how she was able to um, balance a full-time degree with running a business. And I wanna ask, how did it begin? Like how, what made you think, let me make my life more intense? <laughs> <laughs> so I think referring back to like my little overview of my store um I was 17 when I started Amantha Stationery and I think I just had a lot of notebooks and things like that but it got to the point where I knew that I wasn't going to use all of them like not in my lifetime especially if I continued to purchase at the rate that I was currently purchasing notebooks and things like that and at the time as well I also had a blog so I used to discuss a lot of things related to school at that time I was in sixth form so discussing sixth form life um also balancing all of these things so um balancing having a blog going to sixth form hanging out with friends and family and other extracurriculars which I did and um it seems that people seem to be like really interested in the stationary aspect of things especially when I found really pretty notebooks at affordable prices and I sort of knew from my blog that I had a market to sort of share these if I didn't want to use them anymore then I would be able to sort of like either give them away or sell them so I initially started with like um some notebooks which I originally had and they sold really well to the point where um, at the end of that summer so I started in July towards the end of August and start of September I was running out of items to sell and um, I did a little bit of revamping because at that time I didn't think that um, this was going to last it wasn't going to be a long-term thing so I sort of just like made a website bought a domain and thought okay this will last a couple of months but I realized that there could be some longevity in having a store. And yeah, I think that's where it began. Um, after a while, I realized I needed some new products to sell if I wanted to continue it. So I started designing my own and I started making notebooks myself at that time, as well as designing products which I could continue to sell. So yeah. 
Yeah, um, what's really funny is that our stories are kind of similar because I tried to do what you did, but I failed <laughs> and I kind of gave up on it because I don't think I had the passion you had for it. So um, I want to ask, how important is pa passion when you're starting a business? So I think that passion is important. I don't think you should ever try to go into something that you don't have an interest in or perhaps your interest in it's quite short term or short lived. Like for example, um, if you recently noticed that you liked shoes and you liked customized shoes and it's been a couple of months and you've had your eye on a pair of shoes and you're thinking, oh my goodness, maybe I can um, start customizing my own air forces and things like that. I would recommend that you do your research and you understand what you're going into rather than um, looking at something and thinking, oh my goodness, this is really interesting and um, trying to work off of short-term passion. Um, however, I do sort of understand that passion goes hand in hand with discipline. So I feel like you can get further having really good self-discipline than you can with passion. So if you understand how to diligently go forth with something, um, organize your plans really well and make sure that you can continue to do something over a long term, then even if you don't have the strongest passion for it, then you're able to continue. But I still want to like um, make sure people know that passion is like really important when you're starting a business and you need to make sure that you're starting it with something that you love. As much as self-discipline can take you far, passion should be like that initial spark to um, inspire you creating a store or starting a service or whatever you plan to do. You talked about self-discipline and research. And first I wanna ask, what kind of research did you do when you were starting out with your business? Um, honestly, I have been researching planners and stationery from before I started my business. Like um, before I launched my planners and I've gone into pitches and wholesale um wholesale proposals and things like that. I did my research into how long I've been doing this. And it seems that in January, 2016, I was doing surveys and trying to like research what people look for in planners and what sort of products they want on the market. So despite me opening my store two years later and not using that research as much, I have been researching this topic for years. <laughs> and although it's been like on and off and sporadic, there is like consistent evidence that I've been trying to get into this market. Although I've looked at different entry entrances and entryways to get in, but um, yeah, a lot of research has gone into it. Things that I have researched include um, what people are looking for, what things are already on the market, what things come onto the market at what times. So seasonal products with planners, you have academic planners, you have undated planners and you have dated ones. Um, at what point throughout the year do each of those come out? I'm also looking at the audiences and who's purchasing and what influencers are discussing these topics more and more frequently. And are their audiences actually aligned to these topics or are they just somebody who is like the ideal customer of the company or brand who is giving them these products. Um, looking into colors and themes and styles, that, there's a lot of research that goes into creating a brand. Um, 
so I think I've, I've named quite a few of the important ones for my store in specific, but in terms of branding, it's always important to look at the name and the logo um, where you're going to find your audience, who exactly your audience are. You need to know them down to a T. Um, I think I mentioned colors and designs. So those are also really, really important factors to consider in researching. So what would you say differentiates you from other people in your market for stationery? Um, so one of the initial things which I always looked at was price point. So um, one of the things that I discuss um, a lot when I talk about my store is the fact that when I started my store, I was a teenager, I was 16, 17. And um, there just wasn't many affordable options. Like I couldn't really have a job at that time. I was doing GCSEs and sixth form and it was not really, um, it just wasn't feasible for me to purchase from large stationery stores, which would be selling much more expensive stationery, like um, notebooks, which are like 10 or 20 pounds or things like that. So when I started my store, I made it a point to prove that notebooks and stationery doesn't have to be expensive. Um, although like some people want those really lucrative profit margins at that time, I didn't think they were necessary. I wasn't trying to um, create a full-time living off of designing and releasing stationery. And so low price points is definitely one thing that made me stand up from the crowd initially. Now, I think it's more so productivity and mindset so in my latest or I've, is it my latest release i've released products since but um in creating the master mindset diary which is one of my latest products i made sure that people knew it's not just a regular planner which will tell you what you're doing monday to sunday and have space for your calendar and stuff like that it actually employs different goal setting techniques and checkups so that you can continue to achieve your goals throughout the year and um, within that product, I think it showcases a lot of skill and technique, which I want my brand to represent. It's not just pretty notebooks and stationery. It's also supporting people's lifestyles and organizing their time and making sure that they follow like a consistent, managed and goal orientated life, which is one of the main slogans for the planner. And um, I think will continue to um, be integrated into my store in the future. Uh, and I was also wondering when you were when you were shifting towards the more, more product productivity side of things and like marketing it in, in that way, was it because you as a person had shifted from needing a cheaper notebook to a more organized notebook or more targeted a notebook? Was it about your development or was it about how your target dem um, demographic had changed? I think to an extent, it's um, my mindset and my development. I think that after releasing my store and realizing that I now had an extra burden of like a side hustle, I actually, let me change that phrasing because I don't like using the word burden, like the extra responsibility of having a side hustle. Um, I realized that I needed to manage my time more effectively. I needed to be more efficient in the way that I like construct my days and I organize my time. So I think that as a result of having the store, 
my um, development and my personality sort of changed and my interest shifted. And I think I'm very fortunate in the sense that I was able to integrate that into my store. Um, I think that price point as well, like when I started my store, it was focused on having affordable stationery. And to this day, like one of the slogans of my store is affordable, beautiful stationery. Um, I think that for me and for my brand having it organized around low price points didn't really give me satisfaction or longevity like I understood that I attracted a particular audience but I wanted something more substantial that I could provide um value and um support to my customers rather than just like making sure that they still had money in their pocket after making an order um so I definitely wanted to sort of adapt and show that I was more than just having affordable priced products and instead I had things which would provide um support and value to my consumers in a different way also I wanted to ask like on a I want to, I've asked about like how the brand has developed. Now I want to ask more about how it is now and how it is day to day in terms of like, how do you balance like having like a lecture or a seminar and then being like, oh, I have to deliver these orders. How do you do both? Because it must be quite intense. Um, so I think it goes through phases. So there are areas of um, the store which can get really busy, especially around product launches. When I launched the Master Mindset Diary, I felt like I was working 24 hours a day. That is very much an exaggeration. I wasn't doing that, but it shows how intense every single day was when I was trying to um, launch that product. Um, in addition to that, Things like Christmas and back to school season for me are incredibly busy and mean that I have to devote a lot more time to um, my store and making sure that all of the orders go out on time, the social media is up to date, the websites, um, all like all the inventories checked out and things like that. However, I think one really useful thing about having a stationary store and having students as the majority of my audience is that... Um, when student life gets busy, then usually my store gets a bit more quiet. So in terms of back to school season, my store is really, really busy as people are preparing to go back to school. But then generally my university life is more quiet because I won't be back at university yet. Um, when um, university life is really, really busy in terms of exam seasons, um, I might not release a new collection because it might not necessarily get the um, traction that I'd want. So I poise myself, especially with my store, to make sure that anything that um, I'm doing, I can time it in accordance with when things will be less um, busy with uni as well. So I think there is a sense of balance there. There are times definitely, especially like right now when um, both things feel quite busy and feel quite intense. But um, I think people appreciate with a small business as well that especially when you're just one person working on things, then you can take a step back for a little bit and then come back. And as long as you're operating at like, um, a standard capacity and you're not trying to work on development or growth I think people can be very accepting and understanding with a corporation I don't think that would be so much the case as there's an expectation that people will be working on this 24 7 like your customer service needs to be exactly on point and I don't want to say that's 
completely different with um with having like a small business and openly saying like it's just me or it's me and then a couple of interns because I think there's still elements of expectation from your customer but there is also a sense of understanding that's that's quite good so in that sense would you say running a small business is slightly better than a corporation um obviously I don't run a corporation so I can't I don't feel like I can speak a hundred percent on that but I would say that I really enjoy my experiences running a small business um I like the facts that my story is really clear and evident from where I started. Like if you go to my Instagram page, some of the most liked photos are me explaining what's going on, um, explaining my story, explaining the journey that I've gone on over the past few years. And so I feel like people are really prepared to listen to that, especially as I'm a small business and I'm being so open about it. I think people also like to see that, um, see the people and see the faces behind the brands they're supporting I always say this a lot about our generation in particular we really like to understand the values of the companies that we support and like we are more likely to withdraw money away from com companies that we don't necessarily see as ethical or we don't see as catering to a communal sense of need as well as our own personal sense of need um so I think generally I'm not going to lie I feel like I'm rambling a little bit apologies um no problem <laughs> um so I feel like having a small business provides me all of those benefits of having people know my story seeing my progress and sort of embarking on that journey with me so I think I really appreciate having a small business for all of those reasons. Obviously, there are great senses of responsibility in terms of you're still interacting with clients and consumers and you're expected to maintain professionalism throughout all of those things. But um, with a corporation, I can expect that the standards are much, much higher. And um, for that reason, <laughs> it's not something that I look to with great admiration at the moment or great yearning. But would you say that being this more, um, that be, you have benefited from COVID or uh, do you think your like COVID has affected small businesses? Because I hear like small businesses have been were more badly affected by COVID. So would you say like, how would you say COVID has impacted your business? Okay, so um, just bouncing off of the point that you just said about COVID hitting um, small businesses negatively, I think that the space which I'm in has actually been more positively hit by COVID in terms of the people who I surround myself with, the other small business owners and entrepreneurs haven't necessarily had to shut down because of COVID. And as well, I think with the coronavirus, the mentality towards small businesses has changed. People want to su support small businesses now that they know that these are individual people who are going through serious circumstances 
the same as everybody else and they have the opportunity to support them. I think people are understanding the circular economy a bit more in terms of the fact that when you put money into a small business, that money will multiply through your community and it won't just go into a corporate bubble or an offshore account where some other um, large corporations might be storing their money. So um, just wanted to reference that and pick up on it. Um, and then for my store personally, I think that coronavirus has allowed me to focus more on my store. So obviously with university, I am um, in a university room, I'm going to lots of societies, I'm trying to embrace the university experience as much as I can. And when coronavirus hit, I didn't have those opportunities so much. So it meant that the other thing that I can turn to, my other responsibility being the store, I ended up devoting so much more time to it. And I watched a lot of growth happen over the first lockdown and to an extent, the second lockdown. Um, so I think in terms of time, most definitely, it allowed me to um, devote more time to my store, increase visibility, put more time into social media, my own training to make sure that I um, know what I'm doing when I'm running the store, I'm keeping track of inventory, and as I scale and I progress, then I'm able to manage it well. Um, I think also without coronavirus, I might not have put out the Mastermind Said Diary, which, as I said before, is a major product for my store. So um, all the visibility that I got through promoting the diary and um, becoming Etsy bestseller with that diary, I probably wouldn't have achieved if it was just like a regular year. That's amazing. On another amazing note, I I was like on Instagram and I was checking your post and you said, and you shared a post. Of, I saw quite a few people sharing it, but I think you were the first one I saw where you talked about how Ghanaian, um, Ghanaian women are, Ghanaian women are now one of the highest numbers of female entrepreneurs. How do you feel as a Ghanaian woman contributing to that? <laughs> that's actually quite funny because that post was sent to me by one of my friends who um I am still in contact with but obviously like sometimes you go in and out of contact I think with students that's quite common um and she just sent it to me and I was like oh my goodness this is very crazy um I I don't think previously like before that I had considered what it meant to be like a Ghanaian woman in business and um I don't feel like I've formulated all of my thoughts on that, but um, I definitely appreciate the significance of that. I appreciate that I can sort of like look around me and see that there are other women from my culture, from my background, who are also doing amazing things in business. Like I'm already aware of some Ghanaian women who are um, like pioneering their spaces. So Afrocentrics is run um co-run by a Ghanaian woman um, there's another hair brand called inches as well as so so many more brands um, and I think it just brings a sense of pride to know that there are like my other sisters are out there in the world and they're doing absolutely amazing things so yeah I think there's a sense of pride um, there's a yeah there's a sense of joy it's all positive feelings that's amazing. And on another more positive note is what where do you see your brand in the future? Um well I referenced briefly um in one of the previous questions that I think the brand has adapted as my um 
my life has adapted as well. And I think it's going to continue to do that. So um, I'm not sure where I'm going to be next year in terms of university, whether I'll be abroad or if I will be um, still in the UK and just doing my final year. But I think that the store will have to do some restructuring in order to allow me to complete um, my final years of university and have time to focus on that. So that might mean that I employ more people. It might mean that I um, sell less retail products, more wholesale. It might mean that I just focus on having flagship collections come out at certain points of the year. I haven't actually decided where that's going to, um, like what route I'm going to go down with that, but um, it's definitely going to be some restructuring on my part to make sure that the store is um, suited to my lifestyle and can also just be maintained. Um, in terms of like scaling up to retail stores and brick and mortar and things like that, I feel like people ask me about this and I don't see it in my store's future right now, but that's not to say that it couldn't be something that happens in the future, just maybe not in the next two years or so as I'm still in uni. That's like, that's amazing that you, you're open to like flexibility and like seeing where things go because like I'm the kind of person who's like I have to have like almost a perfect picture of where it's meant to be and like it's it's really I, I admire people who are, a, who are able to be like more flexible and more like let's see where this goes and I think that's really amazing of you. I mean it's it's great to have a vision and I always say that I have like visions and goals for myself and where I want to be but the last 12 months have taught me that it's not easy to make a plan and stick to it and I don't want to restrict myself especially with my store to um very structured very specific goals which turn of the tide if um, something happens or if there's another pandemic like god forbid but um, if anything like that happens which um, obstructs those plans then suddenly there's not really a clear vision for where the store's going or I'm holding on to an unrealistic vision which might not be able to happen. Um, I think that there's just so many factors in the world that influence how small businesses have to restructure or work. Like I wouldn't have been able to tell you about all of these lockdowns and the effects that I would have had on sales and social media and the visibility of my store, but they've really benefited my store and I'm grateful for that. Um, and I think from there, you just have to learn and understand that. Um, sometimes you just have to ride the wave <laughs> and see how things go and how things are going to progress and just try and maximize your advantage and your benefit in all of those situations yeah i yeah that's really great advice and i i hope more people listen i'm definitely going to listen to that more and on a like final final note i want to ask what's your advice to like anyone who's 17 like you were when you started your business what's your advice to them like what's the biggest advice you would give them oh my goodness see I think when people ask me this question I always come out with like warnings and things to consider I think I take like a very um mentoring role when people ask me and I'm not the person who will just say like just do it just go for it because I could have never imagined the impacts that this had on my life 
or um, this would have on my life as I progressed through the years. Like I never, when I started my store, I didn't think it was going to be a long-term um, venture that I would go into. However, two and a half years later, I'm still down the route and I'm still like embarking on the journey. So I would say envision where you see this going try and think about um, what your long-term goals would be. Obviously with things um, like the pandemic and a lot of other things will hit you along the way and you need to be really conscious of that. But if nothing like that was to happen, where do you think that you would be in 10 years with this store or five years with this store or whatever service that you're trying to provide? You need to consider the long-term and how this might impact your life. I don't think that's something that I considered so much with my store, but it's now something that I really consider. Um, I'm considering past graduation at this point. I'm considering like the far future in terms of where I'm going to be. So I really recommend you also do the same. Um, also, ooh, it's actually a really good question. I think I'm going to keep it with that one piece of advice. Just envision where you are going with this. Envision um who you want to be and how this is going to impact your life I think I'm going to keep with that one piece of advice but it is a really good question and I think I'm looking forward to hearing everybody else's responses as well as the month goes on yeah um yeah thank you thank you so much Rachel for coming on here thank you for sharing your perspective your story I'm still I really admire you and admire everything you, you're doing. And I hope you continue to like succeed in your space and con continue to be able to balance things the way you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to hearing this go out. Thank you.